You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Drink it in. Drink it in. Drink it in. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, what is going on? It is Wednesday. I'm your host, Derek Oakry. We are here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast talking all things Lions. And uh, you know who's on the other end of the line. The the star of the show, the man, at Grifka DKC on Twitter. Grifka, hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Oh, hey, buddy. Hey buddy, hey buddy, hey buddy. Hey buddy, how are you? Oh man, you know how I'm doing. I'm doing good. Doing good. It's got to be it's uh, <laughs> nice to be back talking to you with the Lions. Yeah, man, uh it's crazy we went through this whole off season and now the players have actually returned to the facility. We're taking some tests. We're doing nothing but working out until mid-August, but it's something. So we're here talking. And Grifka, I want to talk about, so I know we just talk football and me and you rant and rave and try to make the people laugh, but I got a little uh, little product placement, a little something-something for the people off the top. So you, you know this is the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, or we tell the people to do this. Drink it in, uh... Right? Yeah. You you know that at the tailgate, we've been known to fill fill up an extra tall glass of that Detroit Kool-Aid, that Honolulu blue flavor. You know this, right? Yeah, we've actually handed it out to passing fans as well. <laughs> of course we have. We are always spreading that Detroit Kool-Aid, just like we do twice a week right here on the podcast. But I, I got a little something for the people, Grifka. You've mentioned it. I barely mentioned it on the show. I changed the eating eating habits. I'm doing some different things. So I want to tell the people, I have found two incredible substitutes for the Detroit Kool-Aid. If you're not a Kool-Aid drinker, we know some of you out there are drinking non-Kool-Aid things when you're either listening to the show or at a Lions game or whatever. But Grifka, have you ever heard of Mio? Uh, yeah, I've, I think I've seen it in the store. The Mio and the Mio Sport. I found two perfect Detroit Kool-Aid flavors for the people. I just got it this week. It's a little spray bottle. You just get a good glass of water, nice and healthy for you. Spray it in. And I'm telling you, this is Honolulu Blue or uh, Detroit Lions Home Blue colors on both of these. So the people can get the 
blueberry lemonade looks great with a lion's jersey or out at the game you can mix it with something if you want to do that but we just ask you to do this drink it in and then grifka right before we got going i tried the mio sport this is the berry blast and it's incredible so they're not sponsoring the show this week we we wouldn't mind it i'd kind of like it if they did you know we could use a little extra you know with for the show but uh i just thought i'd break that out if people want to be healthy but also drink that uh, Detroit Kool-Aid flavored. Go hit up the two meals I just gave you and, and pour that uh, Honolulu blue in your glass and away you go. So there we go. We're, we're off and running here on the show. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to uh, try it. I, I'm almost positive. Of, I, I know where it's sitting at. So now that you mentioned it, I'll uh, grab some because I do have some bottled water at my house. Grifka, when you drink this, you're going to do this. Oh, woo! <laughs> Let, let, let's go ahead and get to football, man. We could we could talk about this uh, all day, but that's not what we do here on the show. Grifka, we got lots to talk about. We're going to do some fun things off the top here. And then I got a special segment after the break called Dis or Dat. So the people got to stay for that and see what you're going to pick. Are you going to do this? Are you going to do that? And uh, that should be fun. But uh, Grifka, the opt-outs, man. They got this opt-out clause where players can just decide to not play for $150,000, or if they have high-risk uh, scenario, they get 350 k And I think the NFL thought nobody was going to take this because why would you give up millions for most of these guys when you're going to get what a lawyer makes or whatever? People are opting out left or right. Like, what are you thinking about this? I'm, I'm, I'm slightly surprised by it. Um, I, I saw what the Patriots are now up to... Uh... It was at six players, I believe, and and I was watching something, and there um players that are what at like at the thirty year, thirty year old, you know, thirty years of age and above. So it might be one of those things that they're kind of thinking about, especially with their future. Um, so I, I'm kind of surprised. I know there's a couple other ones. Was it the Marcus Goodwin or Marquise Goodwin? I think they said um he just had um you know had a child, so he's worried you know thinking about that. So I mean, people have reasons for it, and um. If uh, you know some of the, some of these guys, they seem like they've been around a few years. They got they got nice, healthy contracts, so maybe that's what they think they've banked enough at this point. But there's still plenty of guys out there that you know need the cash, so they may want to opt out. But I think they want the contract money that that they're going to get. So uh, I am surprised about it, and I feel that there will be more there will be more opting out coming up. But it's not going to I think it's not going to gut the league. Like the crazy part for me is is Hightower for the Patriots opted out. The guy was going to make $8 million this year. He only has a couple more years to actually make dough in the NFL. So that that was really surprising. And yeah, I don't think it's going to just be something that the majority or it gets out of hand, but it is kind of surprising here off the top. And I don't know. I mean, I guess the thinking is they just don't want to deal with all the headaches or, or think that you know, take care of the family, obviously, first and foremost, but definitely has been surprising off the top. So, Griffka, I have what you normally do, which, again, is going to be one of these. I got a quick follow-up for you, and that's this. Griffka, if, if you could have one player on the Detroit Lions opt out out of these options, <laughs> what would you select? And you get to select between your favorite left tackle, which is Taylor Decker. I know that you just adore this guy in the middle of our defense and think he's an absolute beast. His name is Jared Davis or, or my personal favorite and favorite of the people, 
the outlaw Jesse James, the pizza <laughs> garbage that I don't even know why he's on the roster making seven million dollars a year. This guy has let us down in every sense of the word. Who who are you saying, hey buddy, how about you just opt out for me? How about you do that? <laughs> um, I think I would probably go with Jared Davis. Simply, I think he's the easiest to replace. Um, like Jesse James, don't play anyways, and. And Decker, I don't think right now on on the roster there's somebody who could take his place. I mean, I, I know you, I thought you'd probably say Decker off the bat, but Jared Davis. I mean, maybe he doesn't want to tackle anybody because he's afraid of catching something. <laughs> so, so basically, you're telling the outlaw Jesse James uh, that you would do this for me to poop on. <laughs> he 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 he's your opt out. He's gone. I mean, I. I don't know. You picked Jared Davis. I'm. I would tell the outlaw to go find another place to uh, to be sheriff because I've had enough of this guy. We we all know that on the show. But uh, yeah, it just proves the the fact that you love Taylor Decker. So that was a good exercise. Um, <laughs> Grifka, <laughs> the uh, the third part here that I want to talk about off the top is the J- Jamal Adams trade. I mean. This came out of nowhere end of last week. I mean, again, we record our shows mid end of the week and then very end of the week. We get all this stuff about the players have agreed. Football is going to happen. Training camp's going to be on time. And then, oh, oh, by the way, news comes out. Oh, hey, Jamal Adams is traded to the Seahawks. And I'm pretty sure you saw the details, but it was Jamal Adams to the Seahawks and a fourth rounder for two ones, a three and of a fine starting safety back to the Jets. Like, I'm not a Jets fan by any means, but I think this resets their whole franchise. I think it was a tremendous move. I don't know how they got what they got. It's unbelievable to me. And and what the Seahawks are even thinking or doing. I mean, Jamal Adams is a great player. I love his attitude, but this makes no sense to me on so many levels. So I thought I'd ask you because I figured, like, you're going to have some ridiculous take or say you're not quite for sure. I can't wait to hear it. What do you think about this? From the Seattle point of view, I think this is a great trade. Why not? Man, you're going for it right now. They got to go San Francisco. <laughs> getting, you're getting one of the best safeties in the game. The guy that you call the dog. You love this guy. You got this. You gave this guy dog status after his rookie year. How could you? Not, I mean, forget. It. Who cares about some low number one picks at Seattle? Seattle ain't picking in the top ten. So who cares? So I mean, you go make this trade. I mean, you're out there in that division competing with you know the Giants. You know, you know Arizona's getting a little better. So yeah, I mean uh, that's you know the Rams are out there. That's a great trade for Seattle. You know, kudos to you, Pete Carroll. You know, and and, and that team out there making this trade. Way to go for the gusto. Something Detroit never does. Griffka, you know what you do to me a lot on this show? Oh, what's that? It drives me freaking bonkers. <laughs> you, you do that, and I, I think your last take, I mean, it, it proves that you're absolutely this. You're crazy! <laughs> I mean, <laughs> y- y- your, your thoughts right there were this. It's garbage! It's garbage! It's garbage! Griffka, like, two first-round picks... And a third round pick and a guy to replace Jamal Adams. Yes, Jamal Adams has dog status. <laughs> but he ain't getting he's not giving away two first rounders. And then oh did I mention? Yeah, not the second, but eventually they're gonna have to pay this man some ridiculous amount of money to even keep him on the team. So like 
this makes no sense. And this is why Bob Quinn, bring it back to our Lions, is so smart. Because there's been times, again, I advocated on this show to maybe go get Khalil Mack. That has bit the Chicago Bears in the ass. <laughs> now, <laughs> you've got this move where I had to hear the last couple of days, uh, Daniel Jeremiah, who's one of my guys. I love his takes. He's over there. Oh, I think I can see it's a great move for both sides. Really? Because last time I checked, Jamal Adams is basically a box safety, a guy that, yeah, he gets you some sacks and some plays here or there. And yes, he's a dog, but he's not even worth anything close to this. And and he wasn't going to play for the Jets anyway. So how how do you get the ultimate prize for a guy that everybody knew he wasn't happy? He wasn't going to come there. It, it makes no sense on so many levels. And the fact that you think it's a good trade and that you're backing this is just unbelievable to me and not unbelievable at all because of what you said on the show before you just just win at any cost go all in all this stuff like i i don't get it it's it it's just a horrible move john schneider too is a good gm i like a lot of the things he does this i hate because you know what pete carroll said grifka you want to hear this yeah i'm interested in pete carroll i think he's a great coach so what he says i like yeah, I figured you would. Here was his take. I mean, just cue up the Grifka soundbite from any other podcast we've done. He said, yeah, I'm fired up. It's hard It's hard to get a good player. We got a good football player. Yeah, and you gave up two firsts, a third, and, and your starting safety to go get one. What a joke. That's a Grifka take if I ever heard one. Oh, congratulations. You got a good football player, and you gave up about three times too much for him. And you're gonna have to yeah, pay but they're, him. They're and if getting you don't a known. Him, they're, once again, walk. they're getting a known commodity against prospects. <laughs> prospects are suspect until they do anything. So you could have all the draft picks in the world, first rounders. I mean, we've seen first rounders bust out, not do anything. You know, just turn out to be you know run of the mill guys. Uh-huh. You're getting a dog. How could you not want this dog on your team, man? This is I mean, this on. is I mean, so grifka. Like... You, you, you gave him a few draft picks for, for <laughs> to get a dog. Come on. <laughs> Grifka, go buy yourself a Seattle Seahawks hoodie at the local store. Go down to MC Sports or whatever, Dunham's, wherever you still attend, get some of your merch. Because I'm never making this move. I love Jamal Adams as a player. There's no way I'm giving up anything like this. Known commodity versus uh, draft picks. Okay, yeah, that you use that tired argument all the time. Go tell me that tired argument when your, your three draft picks plus the guy you got end up being so much more worth it so much more fiscally responsible and so much better than the one football player you got that if you're going to keep him for the next four or five years yeah go ahead and pay a safety 20 million tell me how that works out for you but still they're going for it, it man. that's uh, all that matters they're paying for the known commodity like you said i mean you want i mean you you're you're comparing this to like fiscal responsibility okay so uh the uh, seattle seahawks are buying some stock you know of apple as opposed to what you know they traded away some startup stuff that you know you know might be penny stocks that hey yeah they could boom or they could just be you know sitting there at a you know a penny you know you know worth nothing how much later getting the known commodity you know trading it for stuff that could turn out to be just piles of garbage so no problem with this trade at all nice job seattle way to go for it maybe somebody should tell you know the detroit lions spend some of their 30 million dollars they got sitting in the bank to go you know go get somebody so but okay every everybody out there i just gotta say this to grifka i pity myself that i gotta be with these fools <laughs> this, is, this is the Grifka take I was hoping for so we could battle it out. If you want to go and get Grifka's takes on all other things GM related, you can find him at Grifka DKC on Twitter. Isn't that right, Grifka? That and um, I don't know, somebody with SF Hamp or Hemp has been uh, 
putting out some good tweets on, uh, you know, I, I believe she runs the lines now. So. Yeah, that was, uh, she's the only other person other than you and John Schneider and Pete Carroll that would think this something like this was good business. So lions, <laughs> they, they, they don't do this. They're smart. Bob Quinn has held his draft picks every year. Yes. Would we love a player like Jamal Adams? Yes. Do we want to pay a safety that doesn't go get the football like 15 to $20 million for over a four or five year deal? I don't. I know you just think it's going to take us to the promised land, which it's not. And then and then all those draft picks that you think don't turn out because they're not they're not Hall of Famers. Year one are cost controlled for four or five years and are could be better and could be good players when you take an accumulation. So this this thing just made my head blow up as people could tell. But I wanted to bring it up because I think it's the ultimate test of team building. Some of these teams think they can just say they're going all in or they're getting a good football player or proven commodities. There's still a value and the value was way off on this trade, in my opinion. I also think that it, it may work out in the very short term, but I think this is going to be something that probably turns the Jets franchise around. And I'd love the Lions to do this, like, you know, take one of our good players, you know, and, and able to flip them for that type of ransom. I saw some people saying, well, oh, great. We only got like a third and a fifth for Darius Slay. Like, yeah, I mean, ideally we would have got a first round pick for Slay, but we couldn't make that happen or Bob Quinn could make that happen. But I mean, gosh, this was that deal where you just don't hang up the phone. You're almost like, huh? What was that? Did, did I hear you were at two first, a third, your safety for, for a guy that doesn't even want to be here? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> you know, we'll uh, we'll make that happen right now. Send that into the commissioner. I think that's probably how the discussion went. So hopefully Bob Quinn can pull that one of these days or can, you know, gosh, I can't wait till these draft picks pan out, Grifka. And then you quit calling prospects and they're your, they're your favorite player on the team. It's going to happen. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I, I still like the trade, and I mean, <laughs> if they pan out for the Jets, great. But uh, uh, I, I still think Seattle uh, made, made a nice move there. Grifko, we got to take our break, take our commercial, and come back play some dis or dat. But can, can we just rewind this whole argument? And I want you to use one of your gimmick lines. I, I I'll tell you if you say the wrong one. But let me rewind this argument, ask you this question again, and see if you can nail it. Hey Grifko, what do you think about this trade, Jamal Adams, to the Seattle Seahawks? Like, well, I'm sure you got amazing thoughts on this, right? Of course, I, I always have amazing takes on this. <laughs> No, Grifka, that's when you're supposed to say I'm not quite for sure so you don't sound like a oh, buffoon by saying not you love this sure. trade. <laughs> not quite for sure if Jamal Adams will pan out in Seattle. I mean, I know, you know, the Jets are, you know, are generally a pretty good defense, but, you know, it's Grifka, so Seattle, what? but still, I mean, they did give up a lot and it might not work, but so I'm not quite for sure on that. <laughs> and Grifka, when you're not quite for sure, what's, what's your normal game plan? Probably wait three, four years, see if he's an all pro, say I told you so, and if he sucks, say, see, I knew that trade wouldn't work out. Isn't that probably what would happen? when you when you're not quite for sure and you want to wait it out the best part about the way my crystal ball works is that it's often fluid so um you know that's that's the way it works okay all right perfect well i can see in our future that we got to take a break for our sponsors we'll come back and play some dis or dat the people want to hear this this is going to be bubble players this is going to be roster um you know who would you take this is going to be who does grifka hate more we're going to have some fun after the break so everybody we'll be right back Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. 
Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, we're back from the break. Thank you so much for listening to our sponsors. Please check out the Anchor Podcast, Spotify, any other sponsors you hear on this great network, the uh, Anchor Podcast uh, that's been helping us out since we started the show here. And uh, Grifka, I got some names. I got some battles. I got some things I want to throw at you. We'll kind of uh, let you break these down, and then I'm sure I will have some retorts, as you would say, once you're done with your uh, you know, amazing analysis. You ready to do this? Yeah, of course. I know, I know the people are waiting for it. <laughs> Grifka, this is dis or dat, and the first one I got for you, I know we talked about some of this here in the off season, but we might as well get to it as we're getting to camp and this is going to be on a lot of people's minds and the people cannot wait to hear which one you would select. So this or that Huntley or your boy, Ty Johnson. Oh baby. This is easy. This one's easy. Ty Johnson. Come on. I saw the guy dragging what? a Jeep in, in shoulder pads and a football helmet. Come on, man. Gotta be Ty Johnson. Grifka, we, we know you love Ty Johnson. You called him a number two running back last year when we were talking about him. But you, you always rag on me like that I hang on too long or keep telling people are good. This guy's shown nothing in the league. Like the more I read up and the more you look at Jason Huntley, dude's a little athlete with crazy speed, man. I think this guy could be somewhat special under the radar. I've come around big time on him, which I often do. Give me Huntley here. I mean, Ty Johnson, you could be on the roster, but I'm trying to get the ball in Huntley's hands, I think. I don't know, man. Once Huntley, he, he uh, shows me he can, you know, pull a Jeep with shoulder pads and a helmet. <laughs> but uh, until that happens, it's going to be Ty Johnson. That's that's leg drive right there, man. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'd like to see it on the field from Ty Johnson before you get all caught up in your workout videos. I know Grifka's <laughs> just perusing Instagram and Twitter and Snapface and, you know, insta chat or you know all those belichick things you like to do i know you're just a monster on social media grifka where can they find you on social media just in case they wanted to you know check out all these amazing things you're seeing about ty johnson and his car pushing sure you can find me at at grifka dkc that's at g-r-i-f-k-a dkc or feel free to call the line you know we we talk about 989-272 uh kevin smith herman moore but uh please text call i would love to hear i would love to hear people's takes on this and here's a quick plug for the the hotline, the, the DKC, DKC call-in line. Like, we all know we're going to be sitting at home watching these ball games this year. You're not going to be out at your tailgates, at the bars, at, at the game. So I want this hotline lit up, Grifka, during this season. I want people calling mid-game, leaving like a three-minute rant. I want people, the minute you have a horrible take on this show, to call up so I can play it the next episode and say, Grifka, here's what Joe in Sheboygan had to say about your take last week. And he just he just 
you know, drops a bomb on you. I, I, I want this to happen. We need people to call in. We got to promote it more. And if you actually want to like talk real football or you want to like have somebody that will, I don't know, have an interesting take and maybe get back to you, you can find me at Derek Oakry on Twitter. That's D E R E K. O-K-R-I-E. So um, please hit us up there. We, we love having fun with the fans. Grifko, we got to get back to this or that. The next one, again, I'm sure is one of your favorites. Jamal Agnew, who I think is just a wasted roster spot at this point. Everyone's trying to tell me he's a receiver. Versus Geronimo Allison. Who, who are you taking between those two if it's like a fifth, sixth type receiver on this roster? Gosh, I, I, I have to agree with your take on Jamal Agnew there. I think he's just, he really was that flash in the pan as a rookie. He was an all pro, you know, kick returner, but I don't want to say, you know, teams figured out, figured him out because as you've often said that, uh, it, teams like the, the kick return team and punt return, it's, uh, you know, it's nice when it happens, but you don't see too many kickoff returns or long returns. It just doesn't happen. It seems like teams have now learned how to defense that. So I would go with Geronimo Allison on this one. It seems like he has a little more upside. I mean, he's always been a receiver. He's not trying to you know, move a position. I mean, he did play with, you know, Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, and he had a little trouble staying on the field. But um, I would go with uh, Geronimo Allison on this. Grifka, that's not what I say about special teams. What I say about special teams is my gimmick about how they're so important and they're 33.3% of the game. When if you watch NFL football, every ball goes through the end zone for the most part these days. There's a very rare kick return, punt return, anything exciting because they move the kick up. They have all these new rules or you can't even... It's, it's almost a wasted play at this point. So Jamal Agnew, for his one kick return every year and the three that he drops... Yeah, I don't want to have him out there running receiver. You want to run a gadget play here or there? Okay, I wouldn't mind it, but I probably don't have a roster spot for you. So, unfortunately, I'm going to have to agree with you. And if i got to pick between these two bums, I'm probably going with Geronimo Allison because I've had enough of Jamal Agnew's butter stick hands. And I feel like the fact that they just think he's going to snap into some amazing receiver is just, I mean, it's absolutely just ridiculousness i mean the guy's never played it yet in one off season with no workouts no nothing he's going to turn into this glorious receiver yeah i don't think so you know if he makes the roster and makes a couple gadget plays i'll be happy but that's all this guy's gonna do let's keep it moving griff i got plenty of these the next one we're moving to the defensive side of the ball this or that reggie raglan or jalen reeves maben as a backup linebacker, you got to think special teams. You got to think all three phases of the football. Who who's going to make this squad, or who are you taking? Gosh, who I would take is Maven, but I think Raglan's going to make the squad simply because they brought him in, and he seems to be the linebacker type that Matt Pat likes. But I I still think Maven's a lot more versatile. I mean, I still like his speed, and I like him on special teams. And Raglan just seems to be another one of those totem pole linebackers that that Matt Pat likes. But I like Maven. I, I, you know, that's the guy I would take. Grifka, like, I mean, basically we've agreed 50% of the time, but this time I got to give you this. 
you're wrong as you often are on the show on this one. Jalen Reeves may have been, he's had his time here. Okay. You're great on special teams. Grifka, did you just hear my take again about special teams that they're important, but they're not that important. So to me, I, I mean, he's had his time. He's hurt a lot. He never gets to play on defense. Reggie Raglan is a former first-round pick. He played at Alabama. I mean, this guy has pedigree. He's won a Super Bowl. I had an interesting take from Eric Schlitt on his podcast. He's talking about everybody thinks Raglan is a backup middle. He said, you know, Kansas City used him as an as an outside linebacker to be able to help in the run game and do some different things, and he played a lot better in those roles. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind having him there. And if you really need to move him to the middle, that gives me much more value than just, I mean, I can keep some of these other guys we're about to talk about that can help me run on down on kicks and whatnot and get by. But I think Raglan's the better value when you're talking about team building in this scenario. See, oh gosh, I mean, team building, I mean, yeah, he's been there before, but he's just another one of the guys. So go with somebody who can do a little more. I mean, but like that, just... like Reeves Maben, who's played like four or five defensive snaps the last couple of years, and then just runs down and kicks. That's who you want to do more. Well, better than you know another totem pole around there that other guys are just going to run around and you can't defend anybody. Coming from the guy that in that draft was probably banging the table for Reggie Ragland to come to Detroit. Now you just you can't stand the guy. Okay, I see you working, Grifka. Let, let's we got plenty more of these. Let's just keep it going so we don't get in some big ten minute dust up. <laughs> Grifka, your next diss or dat, do you want McCray or do you want dat, which is Miles Killebrew, ya boy? You just said it, man. It's my boy, Miles <laughs> Killebrew. I mean, Grifka, are that's, you doing, that's my guy. Just, are you doing curls my, with my Miles My favorite Killebrew? memory of him is when we were down at training camp and he signed your friend's <laughs> football and he signed it like so small you could barely read it and your friend just kind of like stood there and looked at the football <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> like. Uh, Grifka, I just want to know if you're at the gym doing Miles Killebrew curls while you're doing your uh, your running on the treadmill or whatever the hell you do. No, I don't. I, I don't work out like that, man. I'm not <laughs> you're not. You're not slanging and banging over there with the heavy plates like Miles. No, nah, man. I don't, I'm not. I'm not that guy. I get up and like you know, like you do like a. Uh, it was like a deadlift, and you drop it and scream and you <laughs> kick the bar. I mean, it's just that never made any sense to me. I know guys are like trying to look cool doing like, you know, okay, congratulations. You just gave yourself a hernia, but, you know, nothing against guys who lift. I, I lift, but I lift for different reasons. I'm not trying to hold, add a whole lot of bulk. And I realize guys are. I know there's plenty of powerlifters out there. Cool. You know, congratulations. But I'm not that guy that, you know, not looking to drop the weights. And when I finish off and yell out, you know, give out some scream like I'm about to attack, you know, attack a hill or something like that. <laughs> All right. Well, we just got the Grifka workout plan. I'm sure everybody was on bated breath for that. But, uh, you know, Miles Killebrew is a beast. But I, I think this McCray kid, I think he's got the chance to make it as a special teamer. We got the new special teams uh, coach from Cincinnati. Uh, McCray was a baller in Cincinnati on special teams. He's also somewhat a cornerback. So if I'm going to keep a guy that is great on special teams, I, I need that corner depth because why, Grifka? You can never have too many corners. We all know this. We say this all the time. So I that's the way I'm going. I'm, I'm done with Killebrew, too. Hey, you're a good guy. You've been here a while. I can't be keeping, you know, you, Reeves Mabin, McCray, you know, D-Version, CJ Moore. I can't keep seven 
special teams only type players. So I got to say goodbye to Miles and take my boy McCray here. New blood, you know, uh, knows the new uh, special team system. That's the way I'm going. So, of course, we differ once again. Griff, this next one really interests me. I... I'm going to catch you totally off guard here, and I can't wait to hear what you're thinking. So this is my dis or dat. This is going to shock the people. Don Muehlbach or – do I even need to say the or? Or are you taking the mule? Oh, I, I guess it depends, but I'm really leaning towards you know Don Muehlbach right now. <laughs> Wordle, Grifka, the new – he's the best snapper I heard, the best long snapper out there. He's got all these accolades. This guy's young. I'm. I think I'm ready to turn the turn the page on Don Muehlbach. I mean, what's the guy gonna snap till he's 50 years old? Like, I. I mean, they they tried it a couple years ago. It was a few years too early. It might be time now to give this Wordle kid his chance. I mean, uh, I don't know. I'm sure Prater and those guys wouldn't like it, but we got rid of the other bum back there kicking punts. Uh, so maybe it's time to to go with Wordle. I'm just saying. Uh, sorry, Wordle. Tom Muehlbeck. That guy's <laughs> going to be out there. I don't care if you have to like take him out there on a stretcher and just kind of like put him in a, a three-point position where he's holding on the ball because that guy's going to be snapping, you know, right up until his funeral. That's all that matters. He's going to gonna have to be on a Sunday. He's like, hey, I'm going to be late. Why? Well, I got a snap in the game, but it's your <laughs> funeral. I know. I, I know. It, it's, but, you know, that, that's that's what he's going to be doing. That He's the man. It doesn't matter. He's going to be 80 years old out there snapping the football. Yeah, I thought that might be your take. So, again, we differ. Next one, Nick Bodden, fullback, who's disappointed um, not only me, but plenty of others out there when he's been on this Detroit Lions team's injuries and whatnot. Or the undrafted rookie that your favorite group, Pro Football Focus, had as I think their top tight end in the NFL draft this past year, Hunter Bryant, the uh, the tight end there. You keeping the fullback and giving another go, or do you think we can give this undrafted tight end a roll because we know you love tight ends as well? This one's tough, but uh, gosh, I, I think I would go with the tight end on this one. I mean, simply because I mean, fullback now in today's game, it's I mean, you almost, it's almost kind of like a specialty position. It's not like the old days, even in like, even like it was starting in the '80s where fullbacks were starting to get, you know, kind of filtered out of the game. And I know still after that, there were still some fullbacks that came in the league, you know, like Tommy Vardell and stuff like that. There were, you know, Zach Crockett was around for the Raiders, and he was like the goal line. He would have like eight touchdowns every year, and each like the longest one would be like three yards. So. Uh, that's I realize it's just today's game. You really don't need it. So give it to a tight end. I mean, that guy may be able to develop into an H back could surprise somebody, you know, you, you give the guy you're on the practice squad or maybe some, one of those guys that you got to hide on the, uh, you know, cause if, if he's, if a lot of teams like him, you got to hide him on the team kind of like they did with Bo Bessel last year, even though Bessel <laughs> might not make the team this year. Um, you could do that with him. And I, I would keep that guy. I would keep the tight end instead of uh, Nick Bodden. Grifka, can you do me a favor here on the show? Sure. Can, can you do some homework in the next week or two on, on Hunter Bryant and go go look this guy up? I mean, he's not an H-back, Grifka. This guy's like a, a flex move tight end. The guy catch the football. He's not going to block anyone. Like, 
you got to go do your homework on this kid because, I mean, we know you love TJ Hawkinson. We know the outlaw Jesse James is your favorite player in the game, making seven, eight million, a piece of garbage. But like, like Hunter Bryant could be good, but I'm torn on this one because I want Hunter Bryant on the team if I can, if I can find a spot for him. But Nick Bauden to me is a guy that he was hurt. Now he's coming back. Now they've had the same system. Now they have some running backs to have some wiggle. Like if Swift and carry on prefer a fullback, I think I'd like to keep Bauden for one more year and see if he can be a little, give us that smash mouth that we hope when we took him. So gosh, I want to keep both these guys. Is that allowed? Sure. But then you got to get rid of your boy, McCray. How's that sound? <laughs> oh man, that's tough. A special teamer between a fullback and a tight end. That's a death match if I ever heard of one. Grifka, yeah. l- let's talk about this next one. You just soiled this guy's name. His name is Ben Schwowl, Grifka, and he's a big, nasty player from Wisconsin. We got him undrafted as well. This is a guy I liked from the draft process. I actually took him in my picks where I actually make the pick for the Lions. He did hang around the roster. We're not sure what he has at an optimal level. Do you want this guy that might have upside? He's young. He's uh, They've grooming him. He's a possible player. Or would you rather have your boy, Kenny Wiggins, who I know you love? Oh, gosh, I'm taking Bo Benchwall on that one. <laughs> I mean, see you later, Kenny Wiggins. I mean, I realize you're one of those guys that's been around the block. You know how to be a pro. You you are what you are right now. I mean, you're, I mean, gosh, you're you're never gonna be, you know, you're never gonna be Bill Freilich, who's not even a Hall of Famer, but was a really good guard. You know, one of my favorite guards when I was a kid. You know, for the Atlanta Falcons. Um, I mean, he was he was good. I mean, he make the Pro Bowl here and there, but I mean, he's not a Hall of Famer. But Kenny Wiggins, he's you are mature. You're never going to be that. I mean, you're you're there. You're kind of reliable, and you have limitations. So why don't you ring in Bo Benchwell, guy who's out of a good program? You know, one of those road grading, you know, road grading programs that you know that produces you know good running backs because they have really good offensive lines as well. So yeah, I mean, that's what the Lions are trying to go for. I realize they drafted a couple more um, you know guards, but still, that would be the guy. Bo Benchwell would be the guy I would keep. Grifka, I'm. I'm a guy that still enjoys fantasy football. I know you became old man, get off my lawn years ago where you can't, you don't have time for it. You don't enjoy it, even though it's football and it's actually creating your team. So you actually have to back up half this garbage you say on the show when you play fantasy by taking people that are actually good. But there's a, there's a podcast I listen to called the fantasy footballers. And one of their gimmicks they do on that show is the voice of public opinion, Grifka. And it goes something like this. So this is my voice of public opinion versus your hating on Kenny Wiggins. But Grifka, Kenny Wiggins is a veteran. He played a bunch of snaps. We might need him for good play if these rookies aren't ready. I think we should keep Kenny Wiggins. What do you think of that voice of public opinion that wants to back up Kenny Wiggins all the time when we all know he's a freaking stationary trash can that's been kicked around by all these teams and we're done with this guy? Okay, you gave us a couple good years of service. We've drafted people. We're done with you. This is obviously Benchwell, but I don't even know what he can give us. Like, yeah, I mean, I can't believe how many people back up Kenny Wiggins and act like, oh, he might start. Really? He's going to start for us? No, thank you. Not in this lifetime. <laughs> no, thank you. That's great. Get out of here. <laughs> so, Kick rocks. 
And by the way, your voice of reason sounded maybe like a, a Martha Ford when she was 65. So <laughs> just want to let you know that. Martha Ford? Grifka, like, I actually got a little message from Martha this week to you. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I mean, I must have missed it on the on the hotline, the 989-272-3484. Yeah, let me play it for you real quick. It went something like this. Hey, Waffle Maker. I haven't had my favorite memory yet. Because I want to win the Lombardi Trophy. Yay! Oh, wait, I quit. All right, talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> Quitter. And, <laughs> and if you need to find her, she's at the Sunglass Hut. Um, Griff, good <laughs> last couple here. This one you're going to love as well because you ragged on this a couple podcasts ago when you did one of your infamously incredible, tremendous, entertaining solo shows where you tried to retort me about this guy. I don't know. You've probably heard of him. His name is Jay Sean Cornell. He's a defensive end. He's a defensive tackle. He was the number one high school player. We took him in the seventh round. He's a steal. We got into a 25-minute argument that he's not the third best or fourth best overall tackle by PFF. He was graded as such in one category. Grifka, are you keeping Jay Sean? Or do you want Strong? I forget um, his first name, but Strong or Jay Strong. Kevin, Kevin Strong. Kevin, Kevin Strong. Strong. There you okay, go. I know this might surprise you, but I'm going to keep Kevin Strong just <laughs> because I don't like Jay Strong. Mr. Didn't do anything at Ohio State. You know, get out of here. You know, Mr. I was like one of the best high school players in the country. Went to Ohio State and disappeared on one of the like, most dominant defensive lines. You weren't even double teamed all the time because everybody else on that on that defensive line was double teamed, and you still didn't do anything. So what makes you think you're going to come into pros and do anything? So yeah, I'll keep Kevin Strong. We actually played not that bad last year when there were so many injuries. So yeah, give me Kevin Strong. <laughs> okay, Grifka, I'm going to do it two times in one show. I got a quick piggyback, quick follow up on that. Grifka, I know you tried to come strong with that take, <laughs> but but I want to tell you. <laughs> That it wasn't strong, and he said he wasn't that bad. You know what he wasn't? You know what he wasn't? He's not that great either. <laughs> <laughs> He's not that great. Is right. He's not that great either. <laughs> so yeah. I'm going with the upside, the young player. Grifka, tell me if you've heard this before. He's cheap. Jay Sean <laughs> Cornell. I mean, I think this guy has a sneaky upside. I could see him playing on this defensive line. Not a ton this year, but by year two or year three, this might be one of those sneaky picks where you're saying, man, this guy's a little, you know, Deshaun hand type on the interior with some with some power and some rush. So give me Jay Sean over Kevin Strong. All right. Uh, last last couple. We'll do these quick. This one, again, is going to be a personal favorite of yours. Daryl Roberts, the veteran cornerback that we got from the Jets, or your boy, the windsock, Mike Ford. I think it's Mike Ford Jr. What do you think? Is there anything to think about? You call the guy the windsock. You're going to keep the windsock? Yes, I want to keep the windsock just because I want to keep I want to keep using that term, the windsock. 
<sighs> people. You see what I deal with every week? Grifka's picking people in the draft because he likes their name. I don't know if your name's Rocky Sin. He's keeping your, he's, he's making you a first round pick. Now he's keeping people because he likes the nickname he gave him. Grifka, I'm trying to build a winner. I'm trying to go to the Super Bowl. Give me Daryl Roberts, the backup vet that actually started for the Jets, which I don't know if that's a compliment or a straight diss, but he did start at corner for the Jets and now he's on the Lions. So I'd rather have neither, but if I got to pick a diss or that, give me Roberts over your boy Mike Ford, who is just always three steps behind in coverage. Uh, I'll take the windsock because I like to watch him run after people and go like, gosh, look how bad this guy. <laughs> but he looks like a windsock outside a uh, outside a car dealership. Makes me want to go buy like a new uh, new Chevy or Jeep or something like that. But not a Ford. Just let you guys know. <laughs> <laughs> Last one, Grifka, and this is my personal favorite. So this is a this is a multi layered this or that. So you you've got to you've got to not only keep this player on the team, whoever you select, but this needs to be a captain on your team. This might be a guy that you extend and pay um, on the Detroit Lions. So so first of all, I mean we we got to go to the linebacker position. I mean, give me Jared Davis once again, Grifka. Give me your your guy on the edge. I mean, a, just a stalwart, a guy that you would never talk junk to at training camp, a guy that would choke slam you right over the barricade and his name's Taylor Decker. Uh, you know, we've already we've already seen your love for the outlaw. And let's 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 throw Mike Ford in there and let's throw who else do you hate? Let's throw Odell Beckham in there, just a non-Lions player. And yeah, I don't know. We'll get this guy in. He's a quarterback. You love him. I mean, you might want to keep him as well. His name is Baker Mayfield, Grifka. If you gotta, if you got to keep those guys, make him a captain, just a centerpiece of your team. I mean, I know it's a tough decision for you. What's it going to be? Which one of those guys I'm keeping or which one am I getting rid of? Who are you keeping out of that group? Because you're going to make him like a integral part of your squad god out of taylor decker jared davis mike ford odell and <laughs> some of your Jeez. favorites i mean we, we could throw saquon in there we could throw some of the other your other faves that you always talk about on uh, the show i mean i'd rather, I'd rather take i'd rather take stan Quan. but uh <laughs> gosh if i'm gonna take one of those guys gosh i hate them all <laughs> <laughs> you got to put a C on his chest, Griffin. You might have to pay this guy big money. I mean, this is no like minor investment that you're getting rid of anytime soon. God, if if that's be? the case, I I guess I'll go with Taylor Decker. I mean, he's the <laughs> least of all the. It's it's, it's got to be the least of all the evils, I guess. I'd rather take him than some overrated quarterback, some way overrated wide receiver. Is not even the best wide receiver on his team. Um, a windsock and a guy who like rather uh rather uh you know not make a tackle <laughs> everybody i have done it i have finally pulled back the curtain Griffka loves taylor decker he would make him a centerpiece of his team a captain he would pay the man the money he's worth i mean we knew this was your take all along all i had to do was ask it the right way Griffka. I'm super excited, so excited you said that, that I feel uh, I should say this before we get up out of here. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> that was amazing. Grifka, the people just want to know one more thing, and that's this. Do you have anything else for the people? 
Uh, nope. People, I have to give Griffith the chance. I mean, th- there may be a day where he has just the most profound thing ever, but it hasn't happened yet. We'll see. Maybe one day he'll have something. Not, not today, not this week. Thank you so much for listening. Everybody check us Friday right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast where we talk all things Lions. We try to make you laugh. We have fun on the show. And uh, we'll probably have some big news, maybe some Lions opt-outs, maybe some craziness going on with COVID, or maybe football, which is always fun to talk about too. So we'll be back here Friday right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. We're out. Drink it in, man.